Welcome to Coffee U, the only podcast that provides weekly updates and expertise from farm to cup. We practice what we preach and we live what we teach. Let's start elevating your coffee knowledge with your instructors, me, Nathan Parvin, and Brad Haynes, proud president and vice president of Baba Java Coffee. Class is officially in session. Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to another wonderful edition of Coffee U Grad School. We're so blessed and pleased and happy that you're here with yes, us today. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> that was a weird introduction, wasn't it? But, but that's okay. It's not accurate. But yeah, accurate. It is. So we're happy to have you here today. And as always, we have our Vice President of Operations, Brad Haynes. Boom. Boom. Brad, yo, straight yo. from Fayetteville, Fayetteville, Tennessee, Fayetteville, Tennessee. Shout out, <laughs> and our director of international operations. Hey, Joshua, Parvin. Joshua E. Parvin, straight That's out right. of many places. Straight out of many places. I was born here, but a soon to be father, Chase. Joshua yes. Parvin. Oh yeah, I don't know Palestine, Jordan. Yeah, all Germany. The, he's from I'm South not from Germany. No, but you lived there for like a, from two months. Yeah, I know. South Carolina. Columbia. Yeah, Columbia, South Carolina. There you go. And we have a very special tea guest with us today. A voice that's not unknown to our listeners. That's right. All the way from Down Under. The thunder from Down Under. (laughs) From Brisbane. Not Brisbane. No. Not Brisbane. Thank you. Thank you. Brisbane. Or Brizzy, as he says. Brizzy. Brizzy. I'll see. Ruby. Ruben Parsons. G'day. Pleasure to be here. Excited to be back. Yeah. Welcome, Ruben. Thanks so for being with us, buddy. The listeners have been clamoring for more Thank Ruben. They have. So. Oh, it has wow. been the phones so and the long emails have been you, burning up. I it's bet. It's been so I mean, long since you've been on a podcast. The chant has been like this. Ruben. Exactly. Ruben. Ruben. Well, Ruben. I want to give the people what they want. That's yeah. right. Uh, Absolutely. Rachel's Thank you for calling it Brisbane. That's correct. Push Absolutely. people away trying to get Seriously. more Ruben. So. The... the uh, Thunder from down, oh no, the Southern Thunder. That's the name Southern of Australia. Yeah, that was, we figured that's, that's the name of the baseball team. Australia's <laughs> national baseball team is called the Southern Thunder. Southern Thunder. Yeah. I like it. Nice. Hey, Ruben was also, as he was trying to enter, he was blocked because there were so many fans trying to get to oh, him. There were. They furry mobbed fans. him. They mobbed him. The furriest of fans. Yeah, four-legged. <laughs> four-legged uh, four furry legged, four, four four-legged friends. Yes. Four furry. Four, 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 <laughs> say that. Say that 10 <laughs> times fast. Anyways. Welcome, well, welcome, Ruben. Ruben. Thanks. We're, we're so happy to have you here Thank today. Thank you. Delighted to be here. And when, when Ruben's around, you know we're talking about roasting. Mm-hmm. And so we've been continuing our discussion discussion about setting up roasting spaces. So we've been talking about different businesses, coffee types of coffee businesses, Ruben. And we're talking about setting up roasting businesses. And you know all about that. From the very beginning of Baba Java, Ruben has been our head master. Ro- what do we call you? Head roast master, head that's roast. it. Head roaster or master roaster. <laughs> he doesn't like to be called roast master. Yeah, because it sounds kind of made up. I know that's the technical <laughs> term, but it sounds like, I guess headmaster is like a principle, but I don't know, it sounds like head something, something out of like yeah. um, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Sword wielding master. Roast master. <laughs> that's your superpower. That's right. That's right. What do we do Roasting. when we have Ruben here? We have our Aussie slang word of the day. So today's Aussie slangy 
word of the day is straight into it with the Aussie slang. You want to know? I've I've got one off the top of top of my lid. <laughs> that's one. That's a that's a subtle one for you. Is Broly? Broly. Broly. And you know Broly no. might need a Broly on a rainy day. An, an umbrella. umbrella. An umbrella. Wow. wow. Nice. A Broly. So yeah. Broly. How do you spell that, Ruby? Uh, B R O L L Y. Nice. Broly. Broly. Like so. Uh, when you're working and it's rainy outside and you want to take your smoko, mm-hmm. you need a brolly to take your smoko. Brolly and some if you wellies. Smoko, it's just break. a break. Yeah, but smoke break. If I was in Brisbane today, if I was in Brizzy today, Brizzy. would I need a brolly? I have to check the forecast. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, it does rain? it rain a lot there? Uh, in certain yeah, it's a beach. In, in springtime, really, it rains okay. a bit. It's on and, the water, summer, right? It's it's on the coastline. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It, it doesn't rain like a ton, like not some like the UK or anything like that, but we have our rainy seasons. Okay. Nice. All right. Awesome. So if you're in, in Brizzy, bring your brolly. That's right. That's bring right. your brolly. Brizzy's rainy. Pack your brolly. August, September-ish, probably, right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny how we're four minutes in and we haven't even started talking about well, what well, I'm, We talked about roasting a little bit and we talked about his name. <laughs> his name, yes. My bad. We so, so hey, Ruben's an interesting guy. He is. Yeah. We could have a whole podcast just on Ruben. <laughs> He's an international Ruben being on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can get you some Kiwi slang too. I'm my mother's Kiwi. All right. Let's nice. hear it. There you go. Hiding. Instead hiding? of hiding, if you uh, maybe been a bit naughty, and your mom's going to give you a hiding. Hiding. Oh. Hiding. 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 Yeah. How do you spell that? H I D I N G. Oh. A hiding. It's just like hiding. hiding. What is yeah. That? Just like when you. Like a spanking. Yeah, get like a spanking. Like a spanking. Uh, yeah. Like tan your hide. Well, if I know someone is going to spank me, I go hiding. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I don't want to get spanked. For sure. Exactly. Go hiding from your hiding. So. <laughs> okay, we've given Rachel a lot of things to take out. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of editing on this one. Poor Rach. Sorry, Rach. What a great producer. <laughs> Seriously. All right. So I'm, I want to set up a roasting space, Ruben. What do I do? Go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, we've got our. Um, I'm not Ruben, by the way. <laughs> no, I, no, you're not. But we've got our. Um, we've got our rules. We've figured them all out. We've gotten our permits and stuff. And so today we're going to be talking about like design specifics for a roast space. So I'd love to hear just a little bit about what kind of activities you do at our roasting space, what you've learned, and what what is a recommendation for the flow of the roasting space. Yeah. Well. So. I've had three main roasting locations. Obviously, the first one was a garage, and then I upgraded that to a shoebox. Uh, so that was really nice. And then now we have this big, beautiful warehouse space. Um, so I think that we obviously, when I say shoebox, I mean we started out at our cafe. We have the small space at the back of yeah. Baba Java where the the uh, roasting was set up. We roasted entirely out of that, and um, we definitely grew out of that space pretty quickly. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't have any sort of pre-conceived notions of what I wanted the space to look like. And so I sort of just had the flow going with whatever I had, you know, at right. my disposal. Yeah. And then we moved to the warehouse and I realized how much nicer it was having actual <laughs> actual room. <laughs> so, yeah. So other than um, obviously you would have someone come and set up all the ventilation for your machine, you want to have a spot pretty centrally for the roaster as is right in the middle against the wall. Like I said, you have all your your vents and everything hooked up by somebody, some professional who knows how to do yeah. that stuff well because you're dealing <laughs> with, with gas and also with fumes and things Very like that. Very hot air that's exiting. Yeah. yeah. And then you want to have room for your green storage 
and then room for your roasted coffee storage be your two main ones we keep all of our green bags in these food safe circular uh, large bins and then we keep our roasted storage in these small rectangular also everything's obviously food safe bins are all on wheels as well so yeah i mean are the 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 big tubs we use are basically 50 gallon trash cans essentially but they're food grade yeah and um so they don't have to be aligned with anything but you do put the grain pro in there yeah correct we'll move the grain pro so yeah every bag of coffee typically will come in a jute bag and then within the jute bag is a grain pro or a eco tack bag which is just a, a food grade any sort of grain storage safe plastic material right. so um, what about when you after the after roasting you want to drop that into something correct yeah so yeah we have like rectangular food grade storage bins that that we use that are really good for that and um yeah so the, the main flow you want to maintain is just being able to access your green coffee really easily and being able to have room to sort of put aside your roasted coffee where it can uh, rest and then also having easy access to wheel your green around so that you can weigh it out and things like that. Yeah, jute bags are really heavy. So we've solved that problem. We put all of the green grain pro bags with the green coffee in the we put wheels on those big 50 gallon yeah, trash it and so it's easier to roll around that's what we would recommend for the design yeah. work smarter not harder <laughs> definitely yeah. that's right. but also it sounds like really we just need you just need a lot of space a lot of space because mm-hmm. when we were in the cafe space there is just you know we we always joked there's oh there's way too much room here we had all of our green and our roasted storage and, and all everything the else, all the stuff packaging. for packaging. And all then you had all your tiny. cafe stuff also. Yeah, all in that tiny little place. So you need a lot of place for storage. Definitely. Is there some kind of formula for uh, how much space you need per what you're roasting? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there is, but we... <laughs> I'm sure you could figure out something like that. Yeah, like what square footage you would need. You mean like per how yeah. much you're roasting? Yeah. So I roast Absolutely. this amount of coffee. I need this much square space for yeah for processing. We need to come up with something like sure. that. It definitely would be something. I'm not good enough at math to. That's okay. <laughs> it's probably but. it probably has to do with how much green you actually have yeah. in storage That's as well. One, yeah. How much you're actually pumping out? Because you know we're about to outgrow our current roasting space right now. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it, it's a great big warehouse where we have, like we talked about last time. It's it's smart to have a separate green storage from where you actually roast your coffee because that roasted room gets really hot. And then you just got to make sure you have space to grow into, like we talked about. So lots of space to store roasted coffee, green coffee. And then the last thing that's really important with production is how you're going to get it out to your people. So we mail everything out in packages and stuff. So you have to have storage for that kind of stuff too. And you have to kind of have a flow and a space for you to package all of that up. So how is that ideally for you? How many tables do you have? (laughs) I think right now I have three, four if you count the little one. We have like a um, iMac computer that we, is hooked up to our roaster that has our roasting software. If you count that one, it's four. But uh, I have three big tables, one large one for all of my packaging, another one just to put completed packages on, and then the other one really is just for sort of miscellaneous storage in between either of those. But yeah, the biggest thing with having the space as well is I have some green stored in the roasting room and then we've moved a lot of the green outside into our we have a larger 
Uh, what would you call that? Like it's a warehouse. I mean, warehouse, like a warehouse yeah. room that's temperature controlled. Yeah. Right. So it's it, but it is separate from the room the roaster is in. Exactly. And I will prioritize bags that I open more frequently in the roaster room with me. So you know our our espresso blend is a blend of Honduran and Ethiopian coffee. And so I will keep those bags in the roaster with me because I'm opening at least one of those every two weeks. And so other ones I might only need to open once a month, once every two months. I'll keep them stored out in the other one and I'll pull them in when I need them, uh, which is, is, isn't as frequently. And then with the, the bins, a lot of the times our blends, obviously I'll roast two separate coffees, sometimes three separate coffees for some of the blends. I have about, I think, seven of those tubs. So if I have two, three lots of blends going, all those tubs are full. And so I mix those blends post-roast. I don't mix, obviously I don't mix the green and I don't mix them in the tubs. So I will have them separated and I will mix them per five pound, per two pound, for 12 ounce, whatever size I need. I'll mix it post-roast. So that way I can maintain the ratio, which coffee, how much of each coffee is in the blend. And so sometimes I won't have tubs available to let single origin coffee rest. So once it's cooled down in the, in the roaster, I can dump it into an empty one and then I'll put it into like a five pound craft bag and let it store on like a shelf in there. So just to keep, keep that in mind, you, you'll need, I have a lot of storage that isn't just for coffee, like shelf storage. I've noticed that since we moved production to the warehouse, a lot of my shelf storage is now Packaging bags is now bags full of roasted coffee that can't be kept in the tubs, as well as shipping boxes and, and a lot of other stuff like that. Yeah. So one thing he mentioned that is really important that we like to maintain excellence is he said he blends the coffees post-roast per five-pound bag, and that's to maintain an excellent blend so that everything has the right amount of coffee in it. Mm-hmm. So that's just an excellent practice that Ruben maintains in the flow. So if you're thinking about opening a roasting location, that's just something to think about for your flow, how you would like to kind of maintain your flow of coffees and blends and stuff like that as well. So some people do blend blend pre-roasting and then roast the, do, do they, is there ever an occasion when people do that? Yeah. I'm sure. It, yeah, but I would, mm-hmm. I mean, unless the coffee, the problem is, I wouldn't Every it, yeah. seed has different density, size. You know, those are the two main things. If you put coffees with different densities or moisture value and size in a roaster, they're not going to roast at the same level. So yeah. you're going to come out with some seeds that are roasted longer than others. So it's definitely a better practice just to combine them post-roast. post-roast yeah, some, absolutely. I know that there are coffee companies that do that, but um, you, if the only way to do that well is make sure the coffees are the same. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's density. some that don't, don't have the same impetus on uh, quality. Right. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Maybe. Don't mind as much. Yeah. And how do you know when, so when you have the five-pound bags on the shelf, how long do you leave them there before you yeah, that's a before good. you uh, put them in bag and tubes or bags? Yeah, I mean, it depends what orders are coming in. Obviously, I supply the coffee for our two locations now, so how much they're getting in a week, any other wholesale account um, clients, some of our supermarkets and things like that that we provide coffee for. So a lot of the stuff won't sit there any longer than two weeks. I mean, obviously, we That's a, a great problem to have. Yeah. yeah. I'll go through it, uh, you know, a roast. If I have, say, 10 pounds of a roasted coffee, I really wouldn't imagine it be there longer than two weeks before it ends up getting used. And because some coffees age 
or rest right. at, at d- different yeah. rates too. So that's right. another reason. So another thing I would say for design specifics is you need lots of shelves for different things. You're going to be storing way more than you think you are. You're going to need shelves for a lot more than you think you will. We've been constantly buying shelves since we've like bought our uh, since we've moved into our warehouse. Even when we were at the roasting or the cafe, we were roasting. You're going to need lots of shelves and storage space for green coffee, post roast roasted coffee, all of your packaging materials, all of the other random things that you're going to yeah, have there. And cleaning and yeah. other production materials and. Yeah, and you need space for buckets. Yeah, the, tell us about buckets. The buckets. Uh, that's a. There's a lot of little things you learn. Buckets, scales, shoppies, uh, <laughs> things you wouldn't think you need. And then uh, we had one bucket which we used to to weigh out our green coffee. Again, everything's food grade, and we would need a separate bucket to mix our blends. And so, for the longest time, I just had one bucket. And I would just think to myself, <laughs> I got to order a second bucket. I need. Need two, and I just did it. And then about a year and a half go by, and I finally got a second bucket uh, in the last two weeks or month. So make it sure it can you, be done with one bucket. It can be done with one bucket. Yeah, it's not ideal. It's just uh, not the most. Efficient. Just get two buckets yeah. out of the yeah. gate. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a random recommendation we have for you. Get more buckets than you think you need. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What size are these buckets, Ruben? Just out of curiosity, <laughs> like a five gallon. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I was inspired by our our syrup master Landon because he has about. <laughs> 10 of these buckets that he uses to mix his syrups. And I thought, well, if he has access to this many buckets, surely I need to get access to a second one. What's going on? And uh, Is it a competition to see who has more buckets? Yeah, I think oh, so. well, no, because he, he, he'd win, but it's okay. All right, so you got your roaster, you got your tables, you got your packing materials. What are some other uh, things you, you might need? Yeah, so we have a shop vac, which is really good. Um, You need a lot of cleaning equipment, you know, if you want to keep your roaster clean, sprays and things like that. And we also have like a broom. I mean, the jute's very messy, obviously. It's a burlap, so fibers of it come off all the time. A lot of the times the coffee's dusty and a lot of the chaff coming out is also going to leave. As much much of it that gets collected, there's still plenty that, that ends up getting out and getting everywhere. So definitely need some good... Uh, cleaning equipment. We have a really great shop vac that um, does the trick for us. We have a grinder back there for any of our orders that needs to be pre-ground. We have that's a commercial grinder for those listening. It's not just yeah. grabbing a brats off the no, shelf. No, no. You need a <laughs> yeah. you need a big. We use a uh, Malcone Guatemala. Uh, grind two and a half pounds at a time. It's very nice. It's awesome, and it rips through it like yeah, it's very a, fast. The other one we had was a bit slow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was that GH one. It would. It would grind like two and a half pounds in about three, four minutes. This one yeah. does in like a minute. It's amazing. It is awesome. One more thing. You talked about you have an iMac on the table. Mm-hmm. So when we first started, we didn't use roasting software. No. And then we added Cropster. So talk about right. a little bit of the difference there and why that might be necessary. Yeah. So from a roasting point of view, we were, I mean, the, the Probat has built-in roasting software that helps us track right. um, how our roast is going. And so the largest thing we want to track in a roast is our rate of rise, which I've spoken about before. We would do it manually. So we would record the temperature that the drum was at every 30 seconds. And we would use that to track how our roast was going. Plus the roasting software on our little side screen on the ProBat mm-hmm. would, would give us a curve, but it was kind of hard to read because it was so right. small. Right. And we would just track it manually. So we would look at the clock and every 30 seconds, we'd type in what the temperature was. And then we swapped up to 
the uh, roasting software with uh, Cropster and it does it all for you. And it's been a really, really great. And we did that change over a year ago now, maybe even two years ago. It's two years ago, yeah. I can, I yeah. Um, maybe 2021, was it? I think so. Um, and that was amazing. So yeah, it tracks it all for you. It helps work out your development time for your second phase ratio and things like that. It is is awesome. Also great difference. for green inventory right. too. Yeah. yeah. It helps you know where you are on your green inventory when you need to reorder. Yeah. It's very nice. They send me a weekly email with my inventory report. <laughs> lets me know what's low. And they, they also have estimating technology in their green on their on their website for their green inventory. So I can see it'll track how much I'm roasting of a specific origin and then be like, all right, at your current rate, you'll run out of this in six weeks whatever, uh, with how much you have left. So it's really good for, uh, yeah, being able to track. Nice. Um, sometimes yeah. I still get caught out with running out of coffee um, quicker than I thought because when our production levels go up and I don't keep track of the estimation right. the same way. But Well, you're so busy, you can't handle production and inventory management. So Yeah, but it's fun. It's a good challenge, but uh, I enjoy it. Another thing, once you grow, this has been something that's been extremely extremely helpful for us is a pallet jack you know it's oh, just yeah. a random little thing <laughs> you know but it makes it so much easier to move all those heavy pallets of coffee around exactly. when you get deliveries and stuff we did it wasn't super necessary when we were didn't have a lot of green to move around and stuff but once we've grown out of it you know space runs out quick so you have to have a definitely uh you know an efficient yeah. way to move those pallets around yeah the pallet jack is a is, and it's relatively like inexpensive. I didn't know how much a pallet jack would go for, but it's not as expensive as you think. You get a pretty standard one for, yeah, I don't know the price off the top of my head, but relatively cheap in the grand scheme of things. And a lot of the times I'm there on my own and I'm getting a, a shipment of coffee that is 10, 132-pound bags, so mm -hmm. over 1,000 pounds, you know, 60 kilos bags, and um, kind of unload that all on my own so it helps you know the delivery driver sometime i'll just drop it off in the middle of the parking lot so <laughs> yes that has happened it's uh nice that when i happened. can just slip the pallet jack under it and wheel it in right. off to the side somewhere until i get joshua or somebody else to come <laughs> right. give me a hand and uh some some nice strong young lads to that's help right, me, that's uh, right. Move the coffee bags well thanks so much ruben for talking to us about the things we need in our roasting space and thank you guys for the discussion, and we'll look forward to continuing our, our discussion next time with you here at Coffee U, grad school.